The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony's here. Good morning. Denver's here. Howdy. And Dave Fleming. What's up, Monty? I'm snazzy as a Cadillac. I'm up, so grab your cup, and let's have coffee. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Oh, yeah. Make that coffee. I miss that song. Dead air. Cut. (laughs) And and that is because Tony requested it. Yes. The Coffee Black song from the Broadway musical. I was wondering the beginning was different. Yeah. 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 So uh, make that coffee black. So I thought maybe we'll bring that back. Yeah. For a little while. Back in black. Yeah, so we're not brain... Mama says you're brain dead, bang your head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like subliminally like giving me messages. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no coffee. <laughs> My cup is empty. La, 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 la. Okay, so the topic this week is working with addicts that won't commit... Or do we work with addicts that won't commit? Hmm. Or do we chase addicts that don't Do we chase them down? Do we not chase them down? How many chances do you give them? Do you give them any? Do you give them as many as it takes? Well, let's talk about it. I'm reading my, my mind. <laughs> so, uh, this was inspired. <laughs> All right. Now we're pointing fingers. <laughs> No. This, this topic, my idea, was her idea. <laughs> it was. This topic was inspired uh, by, by a, a no show by a potential sponsee of mine that didn't show up. Uh oh. I yeah. sat for thirty minutes. Let me tell you, I've sat for a lot longer than that uh, before. But uh, no, he, this guy was supposed to show up for our first meeting. I had talked to him the night before. I had talked to him the day before that. Went through the whole thing about are you willing to go to any lengths, blah, 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 blah. And um, no show. That sounds what, kind of harsh. That was on Friday. So you haven't heard from him yet? No, have not heard from him yet. Probably won't. I, well, I don't know. He um, might be. You know, you know yeah. I, I was watching, I watched a, there's a series on TV now called 911. Oh, I love that show. Right? And oh, they, my God. They had one. <laughs> Settle the, down. The comedy, Reno? They no, said, no, 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 no. Not that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, how tight can you wear those Rest shorts? <laughs> so nine oh, so, so the captain in the fire department is an alcoholic mm-hmm. in recovery. And the last episode they had, mm. did you see The that? flashback one? Yes. Yes. It threw me for a loop for a About moment. how he got into the program, mm-hmm. how he got sober, and the whole nine yards. And it was great though. I loved it because um, there's the a lot pri- of truth he went, in the he story went and talked to this, his priest, mm-hmm. right? And his priest said, 
because he told him he gave him his coin back to him and he said, uh, it, "Did you have a bad day?" And he goes, "No, I had a great day." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, re-earn this then." Yeah, and he gave it back to him. He says, "If you care about people, go re-earn this, uh-huh. right?" And he gave him back his coin. But I loved it because it doesn't, you know, for alcoholics, it doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's sunning. Sunning? <laughs> You've been to Sweet Home, haven't you? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll I'll drink if I've got the blues. I'll drink if I'm happier than a clam, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just the way it goes. Oh. But anyway, so working uh, with addicts that don't want to commit. So do we do this? I, I, I pulled this little sound clip mm-hmm. uh, from The Godfather. Uh-oh. Here we go. My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Yeah, yeah. Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. How did you get to my family reunion? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Do we tell, do we tell our Do we tell our uh, potential sponsees, listen, you're going to sign this contract. Either your brains are going to be on there or your signature, but you're going to commit. Otherwise, we're not even going to start this thing. That we... sounds pretty harsh. Woo! That's pretty pretty <laughs> godfatherish, right? So, do we do that, or do we give them some slack? Do we? What if we know their history and they have a history of not showing up, and then they don't show up with you? We're going to talk about all that stuff here in a few minutes. Can't wait. Are Are we going to be sponsor Nazis? Are we going to be jellyfish or something in between? Who knows. Dun dun dun. Oh, dun dun dun. Sure dun, 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 dun. Bam. So anyway. Stop right there. Okay. It's time for Monty Man's That's right. It's the sunny baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Call the ambulance. I look now. <laughs> when there is an ad on television. <laughs> oh gee. Oh, this ought to be good. I'm laughing at this. This ought to be good. <laughs> at least it's not Red Robin. No, just wait. That says two Big Macs for $5 at your local McDonald's. I expect to pull up and be able to order two Big Macs for $5. But Don't you-, you tell me this franchise doesn't honor that ad. Then... Sell the arches and put your own private sign up because you're not McDonald's. If it's on a McDonald's ad, followed by the ad, or I will. You have to look. Oh, at you went the to my McDonald's, didn't print. you? Yeah. yeah. You look at the small print at the I bottom. Know. It says some restrictions apply. May apply. May not all at. I know. At, uh, at all locations. And it's. Be- but it's my wine. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's the truth of the matter. I don't need two Big Macs for five dollars. They're not doing the two for five? Well, now here's what's really weird. Okay, so I told the guys out at the, the Adult and Teen Challenge Center a long time ago, hold me accountable when it comes to two for five. So if you see an ad or you hear about this, ask me, did you go do that? And, and you know, it'll help me. Okay, so I'm on the way to McDonald's. I, I see the ad on TV. Mm-hmm. I go to work that day. In my mind, I'm premeditating the sin. <laughs> I'm thinking, when I get off work, I'm getting two Big Macs for $5, and I'm not telling nobody, <laughs> right? I pull in. Ooh, gluttony. I pull in. Yes, I pull in, and as soon as I get in, conviction hits. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, 
I'm pulling out. Really? However, there's a car behind me now. That sounds like a good excuse. And I'm thinking, oh, this must be God's will that I get two Big Macs for five dollars, <laughs> right? But I'm going. I very literally, I said, okay, Lord, you're gonna have to get me out of this. I and I really, I, I'm, I was doing pretty good on my diet. I really don't want to do this. I'm kind of stuck. I, I kind of blew it. Okay, so then I pull up and I let my flesh take control and I says I would like to order two Big Macs that you make for five dollars she goes we don't honor that ad and I'm thinking well I asked God to help me and he did there you go mm-hmm. however You're I found out that. I found out the next day that they do honor that I was wondering wow so who was that was that Jesus on the main line I don't know, I think but I'm a, headed to McDonald's. I think you had an intervention there, brother. You think? I didn't tell my bike it I was have been. <laughs> You know, you, you if you're stuck and say you've already ordered and you're like, oh, I can't do this, right? right. What do you do? You could pay it forward. To the guy behind you. To the guy behind you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then he dies of a diabetic overdose or whatever. Or you just you could suck it up and just say, hey, I've changed my mind. Can I have my money? You could. I, I'm, I'm canceling my order and... Have a nice day. It's not like you're canceling a cruise or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> they think so. So speaking of McDonald's. <clears throat> is this a win? N- no, this is weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So no one is happy all the time. That's the message that Burger King is trying to communicate with a lineup of burger meals focused on real moods to help raise awareness about mental health. This is brought to you by James and Tony. Yes. They, they sent me this. They sent me this. It's James found it, and I was like, this is a Montessori. Oh, I know. I love it. I love it. Okay. Where, where, where is this? Yeah. Where is this well, coming check from? Way, check it out. It's check coming. it out. Timed to Mental Health Awareness Month in May, the real meals, instead of Happy Meals, right, by Burger King, include... <laughs> oh boy wait for it the blue meal the salty meal the yes meal and the don't give a f meal seriously yes yes do they come in a bag i wonder they, <laughs> this has got to be a they, fake, fake story no it's true it's true they include a whopper french fries and a drink so they don't give a flying flipping you know just, Isn't there a depression one too or something like that? That's the blue meal. The blue meal. The blue oh, meal's okay. depression. Salty. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Yuck. And then there's you yes, know, you're having a good day. You know, salty, right? you've heard people being described as oh, he's a kind of a salty guy. Character. Like ignorance. No. Fisherman. <laughs> it's the Gordons. It fisherman. <laughs> um I want the F meal. The F meal. <laughs> That one's like burnt and <laughs> I want the bag that it, it has the black bun. Fantastic. Well, they flyer. have they have boxes with these different graphic they're terrible graphics. They are. It's like a mouth with a tongue sticking out and stuff like that, but it's very modern. You really can't tell what it is. I'll send you guys so it's like I it. don't I don't give a French fry to anybody. <laughs> no, it's gonna be a busy day of fast food for me. Well, listen to this. Burger King restaurants understands that no one is happy all the time. That's why they're asking guests to order a Whopper meal based on however they might be feeling. The effort also pokes fun at McDonald's, which markets Happy Meals box kids deals, which includes a toy. Burger King launched an ad on YouTube showing a montage of people in various emotional states using the line, no one is happy all the time, and that's okay. 
the Ad Swap's Burger King's well-known chorus from the 1970s, Have It Your Way with Feel It Your Way. <laughs> and it's yeah. a horrible commercial. Are you kidding? No. No, I'll send you guys the link. I'll send you guys true. the link. Now, check this out, though. So... Uh, Go ahead. Where did they do the focus groups for this? <laughs> right? Did they just oh, that's coming. A, Jack, did they Jack send the out box. a bunch of survey monkeys? <laughs> it's Jack in the to, to their yeah. This isn't the, the first time Burger King has teased McDonald's. In December, it sold its trademark Whopper for one penny. Okay, to get the deal, customers had to download the Burger King app on their iPhones or Android. When uh, and then when they went within six hundred feet. Of any of more than 14,000 McDonald's restaurants, the app used geolocation technology to unlock the Whopper for a penny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that's marketing. That's scary. That that's was scary. That was really, really. So you had really an famous. you had an addition to this, so that you discovered after yeah. you sent me this, right? So, yeah, James discovered it yesterday. So I what's think? this up? What's this about? Well, this is backlash. <laughs> From like real you unlock people. all your contacts and download them, including your passwords. Right? I have like I did three screenshots, but and these are because people went to Twitter on this, yeah, and they were not happy. And actually, some are like their true feelings, but they made me kind of giggle a little bit. So people are not happy with Burger King. Yeah, no, they're twittering Burger King and like hashtagging them and linking them and everything. <laughs> and one was like, I won't say the name. Um, her, her response month. on Twitter was, I was going to kill myself, but then I saw that I could get a Burger King meal with a sad face on it. I was like, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, now, that's sarcasm. I, I would right. have to. Oh, absolutely. Sure it is. Yeah. And then, I hope. Here's another yeah. one. Well, just punched a hole in my wall thinking about all the money I could have saved last year by just having Burger King instead of having to go to a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> 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 that one got me. That's like, oh my God. That's great. Uh, well, you know, food does make you feel good. This one, <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. I have two more. Or bad. <laughs> Congratulations That's to Burger later. King for ending mental illness the same way Kendall Jenner and Pepsi ended racism. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that was good. Oh, the Kardashians. Oh, I love their show, though. I've watched oh, all seasons. Um, and You're last a one sick is woman. I know. <laughs> Burger King. I eat your food when I'm depressed, and it makes me feel a thousand times worse. You bring me closer <laughs> to the brink every time I eat a Whopper. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. So is that like another way of saying insanity? Right? I do the same thing. I keep flame broiling myself over and over again. I was just, I was laughing so hard last night. Uh, I couldn't even like hold my phone to send you the thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. So there, there, that does it for the, <laughs> for the weekly wine. Um, and now it's time for the uh, Monty Man's weekly win. <laughs> because we have to say something That's positive. Right. Oh my. Yes. And we do have a weekly win. Does Marsha ever get on you about that? Well, she won't this week because I'm actually doing one. No, when he says, because we have to say something nice. Because I remember my No. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, I, she, I say, take it up with Cecil. Um, okay, so here, this is a song that I will be hearing in 12 days. Oh. Are you ready? Wow. 
wedding. That's right. Our youngest son, Colin, is getting married in 12 days to Emily Madison. Um, She is the daughter of Mark Madison and Madison Photography. He's the one that has all the photos for all the high schools here in town. He's also a big security um, official for the college in Eugene, the Oregon Ducks guys. He's a photographer and a bouncer? Well, he's not a bouncer. He's in... He's a That's administrator a for, the, <laughs> for the for the uh, campus cops, oh, okay. basically. Um, and he's also doing all the photo shoots for us for the Teen Challenge Gala coming up um, at uh, the Alumni Center over here in Corvallis at that college and uh, donating a photo shoot and so forth. Uh, but anyway, nice. uh, his daughter Emily is getting married to my son and... We will truly be empty nesters. I mean, he's got his own apartment now, but he keeps coming over here. (laughs) (laughs) That won't change. (laughs) It probably won't for a while, but it's really cool. So we're excited about that. That's that's a good deal. So that is definitely a win. Yeah. All the way around. So you'll have a room for rent soon then? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no. We already have people knocking on the door. Do you <laughs> really? Yes, and we're like, no, yeah, no. See, I wouldn't that. even do that, and I'm still looking for a place to live. <laughs> it's I like, was like, that's rude. Yeah, we took the mission sign off our door <laughs> a while back. Um, all right, so I think it's time for some Take 12 trivia, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, here we go. And now. And now. It's the quiz of the week. La, 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 la. That's right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Trivia's Quiz of the Week. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, the 12 Step Gazette. Visit them at 12stepgazette.com. Now, here's the monster. Okie dokie. All right, in the spirit of the topic, uh, working with addicts who won't commit. Um, so addicts, alcoholics, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, okay, um, we're going to do a little trivia here. According, to, so I see one, two, three, four. We have three and a bonus. Are you ready? Yes. If you get it wrong, of course, you get the fluff machine. If you get it right, we're going to give you a little thunder. I still love that thing. You like that? I love that thing. Yeah, that's courtesy of Wesley. Okay, here is trivia question number one. According to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, when you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, find out all you can about him or her. Uh, If he or she does not want to stop drinking, what should you do? And here are your choices. A... Ask them if you can pray for them. B, don't waste your time trying to persuade them to quit drinking. Or C, hold an intervention with their family. C. Hold an intervention with their family? That's what Tony says. What do you think, Denver? Oh, we know the answer is going to be A. I like B, though, but it's A. Ask him uh, if you want to pray for him. Okay, what do you think, Dave? Don't waste your time trying to persuade him to quit drinking, hold an intervention, or ask to pray for him. According to the Big Book of AA. What? What? what did you switch up? Switch up the numbers? <clears throat> okay, so A. Here's your choices. Yeah. Ask him if you want to. If if you can pray for him. B. 
Don't waste your time trying to persuade him to quit drinking. Or C, hold an intervention. Can you repeat the question? Yes. (laughs) Wow. According to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, when you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, find out all you can about him. If he does not want to stop drinking, what should you do? B. It is B, after hearing that again. Can you use this in a sentence, please? (laughs) (laughs) Dave is correct. It was B? Yeah. Ah. Don't waste your time trying to persuade persuade him to quit drinking. Oh, yeah, true. If he doesn't want to quit drinking, he doesn't want to quit drinking. All right, number two. In the opinion of most treatment professionals, if an addict is ignoring you as a friend, sponsor, or even a clinician, you should, and here are your choices, A, come face-to-face with them and confront them with tough love, B, give up and never considering consider helping them in any way, or C, move on to those who are willing but remain open to helping them if the opportunity should arise. C. C. Okay, Denver? I like C. C. Dave? C. C, C, C. So you don't want to get in their face and go, <laughs> what's wrong with you? you I would, but. <laughs> you guys are very therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. Tough love. All right. Tough love. This, ne- just say next. <laughs> this thunder thing's too hard. I'm going to do a bell. I'm one of those wow. hamburger Happy Meals. It's or wearing the- you out. <laughs> it's wearing me out. Right. <laughs> okay, here's number three. In the big book of AA, it is suggested that if the alcoholic comes to the end of a spree, they should be asked if they are willing to go to any extreme to quit drinking for good. Those suggested to ask him or her this question are, and here's your choices, A, his employer and colleague, B, his sponsor, or C, his family or a friend. Tony, what do you think? I'm confused. Can you say that, repeat the question? Or the In the statement? Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it is suggested that if the alcoholic comes to the end of a spree, they should be asked if they are willing to go to any extreme to quit drinking for good. Those suggested to ask him or her this question are his employer and colleague, his sponsor, or his family or a friend. Oh, those are all good ones. I say B. His sponsor? What do you think, Denver? Nah, I'd probably go with sponsor. Dave? B. Sponsor. Shut up. Well, it's it's not, A, isn't it's, it? It's not the employer. No. No? It is family or a friend. Yeah, so we are really <laughs> we are really used to hearing sponsors say, mm-hmm. are you willing to go to any length stop drinking or using, right? But in the big book, it actually says, I'm going to read it to you here in a minute, it's a family or friend that asks that question. Mm. It probably would be both, but yeah. <clears throat> what do I know? You're horrible example. All right, here's, here's, here's your bonus question. If the, <laughs> oh, good. If the alcoholic says yes, this is the person that says, yes, I want, to, any length. I want to give up yeah. drinking for good. Okay. Uh, if they say yes, their attention should be drawn to their possible sponsor as one who has what? And here are your answers. A, attended many meetings and is an experienced AA member. B, a person who has recovered. Or C, a person in recovery. So if the alcoholic says yes, their attention should be drawn to their possible sponsor as one who what? Attended many meetings and is experienced in AA. 
a person who has recovered or a person in recovery? C. Okay. It's been my favorite Denver? letter. It's all of them, but uh, they're going to probably want uh, B. A person who has recovered? Okay, yeah. Dave. Because we're in recovery. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is like politically correct question. This is so according yeah. to the big book. I, I yeah. would have probably say C, but I would also say B, mm. okay. depending on what fellowship you're in. B is the correct answer. You are to be referred to as a person who has recovered. Oh, oh, referred yes. to, like referring to yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood you, the, the question. Their, their, their attention should be drawn to you mm-hmm. as a person who's recovered. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood the question. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's no excuse. You're, you're, you're fired. <laughs> I already quit. What's left? <laughs> there's no there's no crying in baseball. I need a blue meal. Wow. <laughs> I think I we need, all need I to need head over to I need the Burger two for King. five. <laughs> we get a free commercial on our show. All righty. So in the topic, did you notice no commercials? Finally. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. So the reason that we don't have uh, a promo is because we don't have any sponsors. Nobody stepped up to <laughs> Are the you serious? <laughs> Oh. Well, we have some ongoing sponsors that that uh, uh, Todd, who's at, he, he he sends, I think, like $35, $40 a minute every month. Uh, uh, Donald Roberts from Sweet Home, he sends uh, 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 an amount in every month. Um, what about McDermott? Uh, Roger hasn't in a while. Oh, okay. Um, and Patrick LeBeau sent a, a good, healthy amount um, several months ago, mm. um, which covered our bills for uh, the end of uh, several months ago. But our bills are coming due again. Yeah. So, so um, mid mid May, um, June, July, and August, mm-hmm. they they all start the building ones. up. Yeah, yeah. and so. We have zero in our bank account right now. And so if you feel that there's any value to take 12 Recovery Radio as we move into our 16th year of broadcasting and you would like to donate, you can go to take12radio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page and there's a donate button right there. And you can uh, pay with a credit card. There's also um, a page there that talks about how you can write a check and and all that kind of stuff. And it would be much appreciated. The thing that people don't realize is no amount's too small. Yeah. People think, well, you know, right. what's five dollars going to do? Let me tell you, it does. I mean, five dollars pays for some of our postage for a while, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, please, uh, preferably consider it. Uh, we are the world's original faith-based recovery talk and positive music radio station, still going strong, and we are being considered right now on iHeartRadio. Really? Yes. Nice. So we are waiting really? to hear back from iHeartRadio. Exciting. Yeah. Can I can I uh, ask? Yes, I, you I, may. I wanted to make a statement, and then I had a question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so just to go along with the you know the, the no amount is too small. You know. Yeah. Again, if you have a hundred people donate five bucks, that's five hundred dollars, right? Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, but the other thing was, is I know there's a lot of uh, other stations that are doing fundraising. There are. Right? Uh, there's one that just finished not too long ago. Um, but they usually say, like, what it costs, their operating costs are. Right. So I thought, well, maybe if we people knew, like, how much we need yeah. to run on a monthly basis, maybe that would be an easier... Uh, way to look at like how much they'd be willing to donate you know absolutely and i can tell you right Monty now is prepared i have it right in front of me 
Okay, it is not as much as you think, but it adds up by mm-hmm. the end of a year, right? We need approximately $520 a month to operate, mm-hmm. okay? okay. Uh, that includes um, setting um, small amounts aside for uh, hardware updates, microphones, wires, things like that, because when when you run power through these things, it actually does wear them out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that includes that. It, it includes um, our antivirus programs. It includes our internet connection. It includes uh, our host. It in- includes uh, our Podomatic app, um, our YouTube broadcasting fee. It, it, it includes all of it. That is a very small amount, comparatively speaking, right, to no. like bills on terrestrial radio. No, we're, we're it, talking about hosting fees, not not our paying the, the host because yeah. we. Yeah, cause we're, I was going to say you guys paid. are getting no, paid. No, What's up no, with no, that? no, 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 no. no the <laughs> web, to tell you, Dave. The web <laughs> hosting fees. Right. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that that was clear because yeah. I heard host and some people right. Might say, well, so you guys web hosting means right. who who actually carries our URL right. and does our web forwarding and all that kind of thing. Yep. So microphones, cables, mixers, <laughs> uh, printers, uh, mic booms, computers, uh, computer updates. Um, our office email supplies. marketing, off supplies, um, uh, our landline for, for phone interviews, um, all that stuff. So 520 is not that much, but at the end of six months, it so, adds up a and lot. How, how close are we reaching our goal? Right now we have zero in our account. Yeah. No, but you have you said you have donations. Well, I, I take that back. We have thirty five dollars. We just got one for thirty five dollars. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody you know are out there feeling like you want to support the station and, and what we do, and it's not just here in the studio. We also uh, we go out into the community too and and uh, engage yeah. with with, with the field, people yeah. in recovery and, and and different community groups. Uh, so. Yeah, we got recovery in the park coming up. Uh, it, we've got in, in July. We've got uh, hands across the bridge in in Salem again. Um, oh, I want to do that. They're again. actually going to put us uh, over on the stage in a corner on the stage, so we can broadcast and maybe get some direct hookups with some of the music and that kind of thing. So when is that? Uh, um, that is in September, National Recovery okay. Month. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we do. We we go out and we mingle. Mingle. And uh, and cover events, and they're going for three years. Well, four years. I think. Did you go three years to Arizona? No, two. Two. Okay, but for four years we did Hope Fest in Arizona, uh, and, and flew out there, um, courtesy of, of one of our sponsors, Roger McDermott. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, and and there you go. So if you find value in this, and you're able to donate. We would we would love it, and uh, we'll send you a receipt and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, I feel inspired. All right. I Do you? May have to make an adjustment on some of my donations. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Okay, so um, here's the topic. All right, so inspired by a no show, um, somebody that was a prospective sponsee uh, who has a history of pulling no shows. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I thought you know. Because I do believe in the um, the answer to the question, how many chances do you give an addict? As many as it takes, right? Because you may not know 
this might be the last chance they have before the grave, or it may be the most promising chance they have before success. I, I, you know, so that's why I think, particularly people of faith that are in recovery, that we really need to have our ear close to our creator and say, all right, God, what do I do here? Do I just throw in the towel with this guy, you know, and just say never again? Or do I sit back and say, okay, um, I've, I've, I've let my concern know. I, I, I sent this guy a text. I said, I don't do no shows. I hope you show up at the meeting. But do I leave an open door in case he decides maybe I'll give it another go? Right? Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of examples of people that have a hard time committing Mm -hmm. or pull no shows or don't commit or go through part of the process. Maybe they get to the fourth step Mm -hmm. where now you're putting pen to paper. And we lose a lot of people to the fourth step because now you're looking at some of your stuff. We lose a lot of people at the ninth step because now you're making direct amends to people. And that can be scary. Mm -hmm. Do you just walk away? Do you hard-nose this thing? Is every case different? What are your thoughts? Who wants to start? I'll go. Okay, Dave's going. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. <laughs> um, so many things came up when, you know, you mentioned that this is a topic and, and as we're sitting here talking. But, yeah. You know, first thing I look at is, well, how many chances was I given? Mm. Right? That's always, I always fall back on that. 52,000. How do I, <laughs> right? How, how, how would I, you know, treat others the way I want to be treated and so, sure. or how I was treated, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, uh, what's that, that line, 70 times 70, you know? Uh, 70 times 70, to, yeah, which is actually. And it's all the seeds, right? Continue. That get planted along, right. Along the way. And so that's what it took, took for me to get there. Um, So I just, you know, as I go through, that's that's kind of how I look at it. Mm. Uh, I had an instance, though, um, where I actually had to uh, fire a sponsee, which doesn't really happen a whole lot. Right. But, it, you know, uh, some people refer to it as that as, as, you know, tough love or whatever. But basically, I had a guy that I worked with, and he, you know, said the words and said he was committed and wanted to do the work. And mm-hmm. when, but when it came down to it, he just wasn't doing the work. He was trying, he was doing 13 step stuff, you know, at meetings, he wasn't being honest. Yeah. Uh, I would have him write. Uh, I used a workbook. Right. And so I would have him write down the answers. And so the answers and then what the discussions we had didn't line up. Ah. And so I said, you know, it doesn't look like you're really ready to make that commitment yet. Right. And I said, well, why don't you take some time and go and he'd relapse a couple times and wasn't following, he wasn't following any kind of plan. So I said, why don't you take some time? And then when, if you decide that you're going to get serious and, and want to make some changes, call me. Did he? He never called me. No, he basically, he, he went to a couple meetings and then kind of crashed and burned. But yeah, he, uh, and he tried to get a couple other sponsors too, um, and had like two or three at one time at the same time. Yeah, um, which isn't necessarily the best idea. Yeah, right. Right, because it's intend to uh, go and search out the answer you want to hear. That's right. Play mom against dad kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. you bet. 
I am I am not pro many sponsors. Now I ha- I am pro many accountability partners. Mm. People that you give permission to call you on your stuff and know more about you than most people and that kind of thing. But if you got three or four sponsors and you're going to, you know, well, this guy said this, but this mm. guy said this, so this is okay when it may not be the program at all, and you know cuz I will do that, right? We'll find a way to get somebody to co-sign our baloney mm-hmm. and then be able to say, well, my sponsor says so. Well, that that just goes along with the whole when you're looking for a sponsor, you know, some people will be will fall direction, like will there'll be guidelines. You like you go and go to some meetings and you you pay attention to the people and you listen to what they say and yeah. what they do and you pick somebody that want, has something that you want, right? Right. Well, sometimes you pick people that co-sign your BS and you pick sponsors that are not up and up or doing entirely the right thing. Sure. And then you go and pick them and then maybe you'll pick somebody else that may be doing a little bit better or a little worse. And so then you that's where you get into, you know, they, well, they told me this. I said I could do this and blah, 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 blah. And then, he said, she said. Yeah, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's kind of like the parent thing, you know, pitting one parent against the other. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, you, but you've left, you, you, you're will, willing to work with this guy if he's willing to step up and right. actually do it. You right. haven't locked him out of your life no. and said, we're done. Don't ever call me yeah, again. Lose my number. Lose well, my number. He started going over the, crossing the line, going, call, basically calling us friends and buddies. Yeah. You know, and and I get that that sometimes happens down sure. the road after you've sure. worked with them for you know a while or maybe even years, um, but not right out of the gate. Yeah, so I, there's got to be that 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 separation. I don't think it's wise, at least most of the time. I don't think it's wise for someone to sponsor their buddy. Yeah, you know, or somebody they're close to, <laughs> or family member, or family member. Right. But I do know. That if you're working working closely and it's a sponsor sponsor relationship, if you really are doing the work, you probably are going to grow in a relationship where you're pretty close, mm-hmm. and, and and it's just going to happen. And do you be, sometimes do sponsors and sponsees become best friends? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, they do. But I don't think it's it takes wise years. Yeah, I don't think it's wise to start right. out that yeah. way. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, actually, my sponsor, talking about that, my uh, long-term sponsor, she had to kind of, you know, she didn't fire me. Right. But she kind of, you know, we worked like eight years together. And she's like, you know, I can't make you grow anymore. <laughs> she goes, mm-hmm. I kind of got to let you go, you know. Mm-hmm. But she goes, not in a negative way. You've mm-hmm. done all your work. You've done everything I've asked you. You you know, there's a couple no-shows, but I was sick. Um but I mean that's out of eight years of working with her, right? And so just I think and that's actually a long time, yeah. Comparatively speaking, in today's recovery world. And now I was I was a little upset, but now I can see what she was coming from because I've worked with a couple other people since then. I haven't found the right fit yet, right? And now I can see you know there's somebody else's point of view that mm-hmm. maybe she couldn't give me out of the eight years. So I mean I don't think. It's all the time bad of when you lose a sponsor or a sponsor has to let you go. They just see that they can't help you. may have outgrown each other. Yeah. Right, right. But we're yeah. still the best of friends. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Sure. And so, I mean, she was the first one to call me out way back in the day when I relapsed last time. 
And I barely even knew her. <laughs> so when I when I, when I text this gentleman and said I I don't do no shows, I still don't do no mm-hmm. shows because if you're not there, I can't work with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we're done for good and for all. I'm just I was hoping he would text me back. Mm-hmm. He hasn't responded at all. Yeah, you know which is also his mo. But if he does, I'm probably going to ask. Okay, what what's different? Right. You know, I, I mean, do, do we need to maybe look at this a little differently or whatever? But I, I think to, I think sometimes you have, sometimes you have an open door policy. Sometimes you have to shut the door, but I don't think you should ever lock the door. No, or refer them to right. other people that may work, or refer them to other people. Yeah, because I've had that happen too. You know, I've worked like I was working with people, but it just. I was either too close to him or I got mm-hmm. too close to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, this is not going to help you. So I referred to other people. Denver, what do you think about all this? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad you got it the first time? Uh, yeah, right. Right? right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. my I. You said seldom do sponsors fire you. I had one that fired me uh, because I thought, that we were supposed to be friends. Right. You know, I, I assumed that was what that was mm-hmm. going to be, and it's not the uh, sponsor's responsibility to be my buddy. To be your buddy, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was telling me square up, and I didn't like that. And mm-hmm. and, it, and at one point, you know, he said, I, I can't do you any good. So, But through that whole ordeal of me uh, still hanging around meetings and everything, we became really good friends. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, through that, we... Maintain a friendship. Uh, how how many? What's the topic again exactly? Working we, with working with addicts that don't commit. Okay. Like Dave, people didn't give up on me. Right. So uh, I really believe in recovery. You're going to find that you're just not going to close the door, and I've heard that mentioned here. You're not going to close the door on anybody. Mm-hmm. You you are probably going to have to if they are no shows or people that are thirteen stepping as you said or uh-huh. what whatever they're not really taking their recovery serious. Yeah, you cannot get wrapped up into getting serious for them. You just can't do that. So right. uh, it's not it's not that you're shutting the door on them. You're just not gonna. Uh, their get, program. You're not going to get consumed mm-hmm. with making them better. Yeah, you know, you're just not going to be able to do that. There are times when you got to re- reach out. You know, yes. Like if I don't if I don't hear from from, from Denver for a while, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to say, "Hey, what's going on? What have you been up to? Let's go have some coffee. Then we can reconnect." You know, I just met with a guy the other day, um, and there were some a bunch of red flags, and <clears throat> this is a person that needs a little extra mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like reaching out um and just checking in and say hey, how you doing let's go let's go for coffee and and uh you know he's missed a couple of appointments but um with this particular guy i'm okay with that because i know he wants to move in the right direction so there's there, there's progress. It may not be like what some people do. Well, but in, everybody in has their way. own. Yeah, everybody yeah. has their own progress scale. You know? Sure. If I, you know, if I was judged on mine, you know, it took me 
20 some years right. to finally surrender uh, and a brain hemorrhage and you know all kinds oh, wow. of uh, other things <laughs> no, that dude, every time <laughs> you know sliced arteries uh you know we, we won't get into those stories but if that's a whole new show wow. if i didn't have uh you know people kind of reaching out you know mm-hmm. here and there mm-hmm. um of course you know i had to do my part but i wouldn't be here right now you know, as I'm listening to you guys talk, I, there's like one guy uh, that I, he was uh, actually the first time I went through residential treatment. He was an aftercare mm-hmm, counselor. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming to group, you know, drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thinking, boy, this guy's kind of an idiot. Right. Mm. And, you know, mm-hmm. how come they, you know, like, drug testing me or, you know, breathalyzing or nothing like that. So yeah. anyway, after, <clears throat> after the fact, uh, over time and stuff, we ended up reconnecting and we actually became friends. And I asked him, I said, what, you know, what was up with all that? He mm-hmm. says, he says, you just, you kept showing up. Interesting. And I was like, interesting. So you knew the whole time. He says, yeah. yeah. I said, I, I but you kept showing up. So there was like that willingness, right? Oh. Even though you weren't. Even though you were a little bit of a mess, you kept showing up. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that 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 changed some things for me and, and, and made me think about the whole recovery process a little different. I'm, and I've incorporated some of that, that, that philosophy and some of the things that I learned from that guy uh, into my own, my own life and yeah. my own practice. Amen. And, you know, working with people. Uh, because it isn't a you know one size fits all, you right? Know? And some guys are going to show up right on time the first time they're going to be in it to mm-hmm. win it the whole nine yards. I'm working with a guy right now. We had our first meeting two days ago, mm-hmm. right? He's the brother of a guy that I know very very well, and he he showed up uh, for breakfast. He wanted to go to church. I picked him up for church yesterday. He went, right? He is considering he's he's weaned off opiates. He's considering not smoking marijuana anymore, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't know, you know? And I said, why don't you clear your head, (laughs) give yourself a few months cannabis-free so you can make a decision, I said, but your main concern right now is the opiates, and that's why you came to me to hold you accountable for the opiates. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to ditch him because right. he may not be perfect in the pot department. Now, there are people in N.A., for instance, that would be very Nazi about that. If you're not going to stop it. But that's not why he came to me. Right. He came to me about the opiates. And so I'm like, and, and he's a man of faith who's struggling with his faith. What what's going to happen if I just walked away from the guy, mm-hmm. right? You'd just be another one of those hypocrites. An, another one that just walked another, away from another him. one of those Christian hypocrites that you know right. says one thing and does another, right? Yeah, um, we but, we, we got to stop that. But but the, this other guy never showed up. I don't do no shows because I can't do a no show. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm not willing to. Uh, um, if somebody doesn't show up, I can't work with them because mm-hmm. they don't show up. It doesn't mean I'm not willing to work with them. Yep. They're just not taking accountability. I just can't if they're not there. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard something this interesting uh, a few months ago because uh, we've always, you know, and I, I don't want to speak for anybody else here, but 
being in in this field, there's always kind of been that you know I'm not gonna we're not gonna I'm not gonna work harder than than my client or my. They're gonna work harder in your recovery than you do. But someone told me, you know, they said, you know, yes, we are going to work harder than they are. You're darn right, we right because (laughs) uh, that's just the nature of it's just part of the deal because that's we're we're doing over and above to help this person get the tools that they need and the understanding on how to implement mm-hmm. those tools. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it may take them a year, two years, 10 years to finally figure out what, sure. How it all works together for themselves. You bet. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. it took me, I don't know how long. Yeah. Like I said, 20 yeah. plus years I've had all these seeds planted, yeah. but I couldn't get out of my own way. Yeah. Cause I wasn't really willing to be, uh, you know, be powerless or not be in control. Those are yeah. two things that I couldn't get past. Well, so, your mind is your worst enemy. So my, my, right. my no-show guy, if he calls me, I'll say, all right, let's start again. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want to do? So so I asked this other gentleman who did show up, and I, and I asked the other guy too, and this is why I ask everybody, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Because I need to know what you want to do. You may not even know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do you want to do? And then you let me know what you want to do. Then we we can work on that. And sometimes that'll be enough to open up doors in other areas that they may not have considered before. Right. And you it know. makes them stop and think, too. Like It does. That's a pretty tricky question. So, Denver, you beginning. look like your wheels are turning. Well, they've been turning since you opened the door here. <laughs> Well, it makes it hard when you know, and and I you know I speak for myself on this one too. It's hard to break free from the old life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the location or the people. Sure. Especially if if part of the problem is family, <laughs> you can't get rid of your family, right? I mean, now you you may be able to locate, but relocate. Well, I don't know. Talk to Don Calion or whatever his name was. Yeah, right. But Godfather. you can't. You know, there's sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you're stuck. The right. only place that I can live is at my parents' house, and it's not a healthy environment. But there's nothing else, and I, you know, like I refuse to be homeless. So I mean, I've had people that that are in those situations. You know, the sober houses are all filled up, the shelters are all filled up, and probably not always the best place. Uh, you know, except friends. You know, using friends, it's like, right? What What do I do? So the the best of the worst worst case scenarios is is go back to an environment. You know, you can set those boundaries up, but that has to be, that's where I think a lot of these people that struggle with making that commitment to work with a sponsor, kind of they fall into some of that gray area. You get guys that you work with for 12 months or four months or six months or whatever. Yeah. And they're like doing everything right. You know, they're saying all the right things, but yet when they walk out the door, they can't follow through. I'm glad you said family because they can make you feel worse than you're already do drunk or stoned. Right. And make you want to go over the edge. Right. Or have no support at all. Like, you know, kind sure. of like mine in the beginning. And it's just like, <clears throat> sure. what do you do? Right. Or you get, who who you can get... you entrust if your family doesn't even have any? Well, and the good news is there are people that you can do that with. Well, it's, just, it's just believing that. Yeah. Be, believing that's hard if, if if you've been hurt. And I've had to learn and that. And yeah. yeah. It, it it took a lot, but I've learned that. I'm glad you so, said something about family. So Denver, speak to us. Oh, Padawan. In, in a, in a oh. tiny, tiny nutshell, I'll wrap this up as quick as possible. 
uh, I was blessed to be able to work with some people through the program I went through that helped direct me to recovery. And it is frustrating to work with folks sometimes Mm -hmm. when you pour into them for a while and they just continually don't get it. Right. You know? So I, uh, through that process to keep me, uh, in my mind in the right frame of mind, I reminded myself constantly, like you said, Dave, how many times did it take me? You know, I didn't get, I don't get this right. I'm happy to be in recovery right now. Uh, I'm blessed every day to wake up and realize I don't, I don't want to drink. I don't need a drink. Uh, I'm happy about that. I had to, and I have to, because I get frustrated with some of these people. I'm living in a recovery house right now, and there are a couple of them that's not getting You it. mean an abstinence house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get That's a different show. <laughs> but nonetheless. We do a show I, on sober living homes. We really uh, need to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's frustrating for me, but I, I have to remember how many chances did I get and how many chances did I take before I really started becoming part of my recovery. Mm. You know, nobody was mm-hmm. going to do it for me. And I, mm-hmm. I, it would be cool if somebody would have. It, it, it would have been so much right. easier right. for me not to have to uh, face recovery myself. Yeah. yeah. But you have to do that. Uh, there is a time that you can't, you can't do it for them. And you got to just say, no, you know, call me someday. Yeah, yeah. When you're ready to Good do luck. this, give, yeah. give me a call. You know? Yeah, when you're ready. But. Um, so a couple of things that people will do, um, they get frustrated with people that don't show up, for instance. Um, continue to show up for a sponsor or sponsee appointment when the potential sponsee comes up with excuses not to meet or pulls no-shows. So you continue. And you continue, and you continue. This is the twelfth time they haven't mm-hmm. showed up. Well, guess what? Then it's kind of on you, mm-hmm. right? If you're allowing that, and you keep doing that, you, you know that's not healthy. That's not healthy, and that's not on the guy that's not showing up. That's on you. That's you. You're allowing him to treat you that yeah. way. Yes, and we teach people how to treat us, mm-hmm. right? The other one is ultimately resenting the addict, the one that's not committing. For victimizing and taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Look at if you're building a resentment, you know, if you're going to bed angry and you're waking up and you're still ticked off at that guy and this is going on, you've built yourself a resentment. Mm-hmm. Once again, not healthy. Then you need to look you. at your own life and not be a sponsor for a while. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it goes back to how many chances do you give an addict? As many as it takes. And it's gonna it may look different. You may have to approach it differently, mm-hmm. but look at if everybody shut the door on me and locked it every time I didn't commit, I'd be dead today. Yeah, yeah. I'd absolutely be dead. There would be no one left. Yeah, you know, it's, something just popped in my head. You know, one of the things that I, that that I used to do and I do again if I have an opportunity is it's kind of like meetings, right? You, if you're if you're the if you're the the leader of the meeting, mm-hmm. right? You show up, uh, even if no one else does. So you mm-hmm. you go there, you unlock the door, you set it up, you make coffee, and you sit there and you wait for somebody. If they and, don't show and up, you don't do it with the, with the expectation that you're going to have a room full of people. You right. don't. 
Yeah. You, your your job is basically just to, to show up. You're you're right. You're you're uh, you know, you're responsible for the effort, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done, um, if people are struggling, <coughs> I say you know, if I'm sponsoring somebody, I would say that I want you know to be. I want you to come to a meeting, or I'll go to a meeting with you. So mm-hmm. there's at least one meeting a week mm-hmm. that we're going to together. But also invite them to my my home group, and I would say. You know, I'm here every Saturday, you know, from, yeah. you know, eight to eight to nine or nine to 10 or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, just come and then we'll sit down after and we'll have coffee or go to breakfast or whatever. Because then you can kind of, you can ease into that or ask a person to be your temporary sponsor. Sure. Um, that was the other thing that w- that I gleaned early on because that way it leaves, it takes some of that uh, pressure off mm-hmm. by saying temporary because then you can test drive each other, right? Right. Because that person may not, you may find out that. Might be not be a good fit. You're not a good fit for this guy. Right. He maybe found somebody else who just is afraid to tell you. I mean, it could be something simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to we gotta have, keep all of our so here, options open. Here, here's one, I want, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this piece in working with others in the AA Big Book, and we're going to close out with our song for this week. But here's the deal. So, if perchance the gentleman who didn't show up on Friday is listening, mm-hmm. okay, keep in mind I don't do no shows because no shows there's nobody to do it with. Okay, <laughs> there's nobody. There. Okay, all right. But this is my commitment I will make to you: show up at the Friday night meeting, and I will make sure that you get plugged in with somebody who who can work with you that lives in your town. Because where you're living, you're right down the road from Harden Hall. And there are good old-timers in that town that go to that meeting, and I'll make sure you get plugged in. Okay? So, and and we'll go from there. You know, so it, we, we don't, we don't want to throw in the towel on anybody. But if you don't show, yeah, I can't talk to you because you're not communicating. So there's there, there's that. Um so listen to this. So this is in, this is on page 90 of the third edition uh, of the AA Big Book, Working with Others. It says, when you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, and you could fill in the blanks, mm-hmm. for Celebrate Recovery, for Alcoholics for Christ, for Narcotics Anonymous, you know, find out all you can about him. If he does not want to stop drinking, don't waste your time trying to persuade him. Okay, we got to take that in context. If he doesn't want to stop drinking... Don't try to talk him out of it, probably because if he's not stopping, he's probably not sober. You're not going to have a great communication anyway, right? You can't control him, mm-hmm. right? You may, it says, you may spoil a later opportunity if you're trying to convince him of something he's not interested in, okay? This advice is given for his family also. They should be patient, realizing they are dealing with a sick person. If there is any indication that he wants to stop, have a good talk with the person most interested in him, usually, and keeping in mind when this was written, his wife. But it may not be his wife, but it may be somebody that's very close with him. Okay, Get an idea of his behavior, his problems, his background, the seriousness of his condition, and his religious leanings. Mm-hmm. You need this information, to, and this is why, not to judge him. You need this information to put yourself in his place. 
to see how you would like him to approach you if the tables were turned. Mm -hmm. That is really good advice. Sometimes it is wise to wait till he goes on a bender. The family may object to this, but unless he is in a dangerous unless he's in dangerous physical condition, it is better to risk it. Don't deal with him when he is very drunk. Unless he is ugly and the family needs your help. And that might be intervention by bringing in somebody you know that yeah. knows how to do that kind of thing. Wait for the end of the spree or at least for a lucid interval. Then let his family or friend ask him if he wants to quit for good and if, if he would go to any extreme to do so. If he says yes, then his attention should be drawn to you as a person who has recovered. You should be described to him as one of a fellowship who as part of their own recovery tries to help others and who will be glad to talk to him if he cares to see you. Mm-hmm. If he does not want to see you, Never force yourself upon him. Neither should the family hysterically plead with him to do anything. Nor should they tell him much about you. They should wait for the end of his next drinking bout. You might place his book where he can see it in the interval. Here, uh, no specific rule can be given. The family must decide these things. But urge them not to be over-anxious, for that might spoil matters. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing there is there's a lot of patience going on. Mm-hmm. You know, d- don't 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 pass don't final say. judgment on him. Mm-hmm. Don't give up, but don't force it. But be there. Yep. And when he's ready, and then we pray in the interval. We pray that he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Prayer's powerful. Prayer will stop stuff from happening and get things going. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, when all else fails, pray. No, before all else fails, pray. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we minimize the power of prayer in our 12-step fellowships. We talk about it a lot, but well, heck, in church, we talk about it a lot, but do we do it? Well, I'll pray for you. Social media, somebody's sick. You're in my prayers. Are they? Really? Did you actually pray? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of power in that. So I just keep hearing, don't lock the door. Because mm-hmm. you know what? We all could be right back where we were and need somebody's door to be unlocked. Yep. So we can walk through it, right? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going back. <laughs> but we can be we we can be in trouble in other areas in right, our lives right you know um, that's for sure yeah yeah all right good show very good show all righty so our closing song is by my friend old high school buddy Ron Dady and Chris Moore uh there with Atlantica Music Productions and this song is called blame it on the years here's Ron Dady and Chris Moore
For more of Ron Dady and Chris Moore's great music on Atlantica Music Productions, you can go to our website at Take12Radio.com and click on the Atlantica logo banner. Until next time, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of Take 12 Recovery Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. Oh!